The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Seven minutes past the hour as we look at market action with our guest, Mohamed Apapai, head of uh, Asia Trading Strategy at Citigroup, joining us from Hong Kong. Mohamed, thanks for being with us. There's so many things to talk about. I think we have got to begin with what the Fed is up to these days because of the way in which the dollar has been behaving. We had quite the rally in the U.S. Friday. Uh, the survey from the University of Michigan on an inflation expectations really spiked here in early October. And now we have Jim Bullard over the weekend saying we're more likely to get another supersized rate increase in December. I mean, if we if we have a much more aggressive Fed, let's say through the first quarter of next year, how much more will markets become unstable? Good morning, and uh, thank you for having me on the program. In fact, uh, it's quite interesting because this morning, uh, in uh, comments to my traders, I, I said to them that you know most of the numbers that I put together, uh, which showed the you know the S and P falling to thirty two hundred. Uh, the fair value for the S&P to fall to 3,200 by the end of the year, uh, with the bear case projection of 2,900. That's all projected by uh, really year end. And I, I had actually thought there was going to be a Fed pivot uh, by the end of the year. Now, if the Fed pivot doesn't happen and interest rates continue to go higher and balance sheets, I think there was a line from Mr. Bullard saying, that uh, he thought that it was premature to uh, pivot even on the balance sheets. Uh, we could be looking even at, at numbers like 2620, but I think um, you know we, we've got a fairly significant 10 weeks between now and the end of the year where a lot could mm. happen. Uh, the region that we're in uh, represents some area of financial instability. We're in an unstable equilibrium here in markets. Uh, and the question really is, whether something breaks in the financial system between now and year end that causes them to pivot or whether they yeah. just continue uh, with the policy. And with cracks starting to show up, Mohammed, I mean, how much leverage does the Fed have to calm markets while trying to fight inflation? When you look at stress levels, we've seen US government bond liquidity at March 2020 levels. Yes, I think there's a lot of uh, potential areas for instability. Uh, we've got the ECB starting to talk about doing QT. Uh, you know, we've talked about the idea that if the ECB wants to do QT and stop the decline in the euro, stop the rally in, in the dollar uh, and keep equity markets calm, uh, they would need to do something like 150 billion euros of uh, QT. And of course, that would be very destabilizing, we think, for the uh, European sovereign market as well as for the European banking system. And then closer to home in Asia, uh, a concern is really the uh, FX reserves of Asian uh, countries and whether they're going to need to liquidate uh, some of their treasury holdings 
to get the reserves of dollars that they will need to intervene in the currency markets. But these are just two of the of the risks that we see. We're, we're basically looking at potentially a dollar funding shortage, uh, perhaps going into the end of the year. Uh, that could be uh, destabilizing as well. So unfortunately, no good news seems to be on the horizon for now. Uh, we just have to I think we're going to see things getting much better, much worse before they're going to get better. So, Mohammed, given everything that you're kind of putting on the table here, it's definitely risk off. As you de-risk, do you want to go into cash? Is this a time to build uh, personal liquidity? I think on the personal side, it's uh, a little bit different. I think there are opportunities there for the longer term. So, for example, if we are correct in our view that there may be a deflation or a disinflation cliff on the other side of this, where we could see, yes, inflation numbers remaining elevated from now and until probably six months. But then six months after that, uh, what you could start seeing is that um, there is a very significant fall in forward inflation. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why the market is uh, pricing uh, rate cuts. Like if you look at one year, one year forward inflation, it's at 2.36%. So yes, cash for now, but we're looking for opportunities. We're watching the yen towards 150. And I know you told us last week it could be 160, maybe even 185. At what point do we see some further intervention here with the verbal jawboning not really doing much to detract from the weakness? Yes, I think we've seen, even over the weekend, Japanese officials saying that they're uncomfortable with the uh, pace of uh, yen depreciation. Uh, that follows comments also from authorities in Korea and in uh, China, as well as uh, other places as well. Um, I think that the problem is that the fundamentals at the moment are against uh, all the other currencies and really uh, arguing in favor of dollar strength. So until that uh, fundamental picture really changes, uh, any intervention will just act to slow the uh, dollar's rise, uh, but will not actually change it. So uh, we think for the time being, uh, there may be everybody, uh, markets looking really at around the 150 level uh, for intervention. I've got no particular insight into that. Uh, but I think uh, for the time being, there is no change in the stronger dollar view. Mohammed, we've been talking about uh, the 20th Party Congress and the speech about 24 hours ago from President Xi. Based on what you heard, some of the analysis that you have access to, do you want to be long China right now? Well, I think that, um, you know, we, we, we think that um, there was going to be some more policy action in, in March of last year. And unfortunately, there hasn't been uh, as much. Now, right now, the market is looking uh, a little bit oversold, uh, but that is that we'd be calling for a bounce in the market, regardless of what whatever happened uh, in uh, the weekend events. The thing that is really driving the Hong Kong equity market at the moment is really the stronger dollar, as well as the fall in balance sheet. So if you look at the two of those factors put together, that explains something like 95% of what is going on in Hong Kong equities. And clearly, geopolitical risk is also having an impact. If you look at the A versus hate spread, uh, I believe that is now at the highest level that it's been at since 2011. So there is very, there is a very different, um, in, there's a very marked difference in sentiment uh, towards China between domestic investors and 
uh, foreign investors. So on the HSI, we think maybe a small dead cap bounce here uh, before we head lower towards somewhere around the 14,500 uh, 14 level. We've just seen the PBOC keep the one-year MLF interest rate unchanged at 2.75%. What kind of further policy uh, support are you expecting, though, particularly when we've got these growth trajectory levels for 2023 very low too? I think what would really help in uh, in China is actually action on all of the four major uh, sources of growth, whether that's infrastructure, exports, uh, on uh, the property sector, and on uh, the uh, domestic consumer. So clearly, zero COVID has got a role to play in that. Uh, the falling global demand is also hurting. And what is very clear is that the uh, perception, uh, especially in Hong Kong equity markets, uh, is very much driven by this uh, rising uh, geopolitical tension. So we need some action on on all of those things. Uh, whether we've got that over the uh, over the weekend, uh, it's not so clear yet. It really depends on. Uh, yes, we've got the the speech from President Z, but really depends on some of the other uh, things that are going to be happening uh, over the, the the rest of this week. But I think. Uh, overall, uh, we had believed in Chinese exceptionalism, um, and that had worked uh, in Chinese exceptionalism in terms of markets. Uh, that had worked uh, from March of last uh, of, of this year until mm. about June, uh, and then uh, it all fell apart again. So that it doesn't feel like there's any Chinese exceptionalism in an era of uh, a very strong dollar. All right, Mohammed, always a pleasure. Thank you, Mohammed Abubai, is head of Asia Trading Strategy at Citigroup, joining us from Hong Kong. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.